James, uh, former guest, Chris Jackson, love me some some Chris Jackson, tweeted. Uh, he's a very funny man. He's a very funny man. Go go listen to his episode. It was it was great. Um, he tweeted something which was fairly innocuous um, about two weeks ago. This was, um, I think, it was a day after our last recording, and he he asked the simple question, "What is a research fish?" And this is <laughs> <laughs> this. What do you, what what is a research fish? This this started a, a, a massive storm. Well, let's talk about research fish first. Um, research fish is a service which allows you to report your research activities and a lot of grant funding agencies use research fish one of my grants i've reported via research fish and you talk about look i think it's it's entirely fine a grant funding agency is entirely justified to say what did you do with the money that we gave you and some agencies outsource this to research fish and you go in and once a year or six months, whatever the, whatever your funding agency says, you go in and do this thing. And I think a lot of, a lot of agencies and institutions in the UK use this. One of my former grant agencies, but I still have to report a couple of years after the end of the project, which is fine, does the same sort of thing. Yeah. He he asked this question and this started a massive storm because it what what came out was a number of tweets sent out from the research fish account where people were critical of research fish and they were saying we are sorry you feel this way we are going to report you to your funder <laughs> which is yeah and this this wasn't a single tweet people looked back and they saw there were a number of tweets which said basically it was it was almost a carbon copy and this started um, a massive storm of academics going this is not on. This is this is this is bullying, like more than you would usually see within academia, and it was amazing because you don't often see this level of coordinated outrage from academics. There's a lot of stuff that we should be outraged about, but this is one thing where it was just incredible the amount of people. I guess it was a lot of people who were frustrated with using the system. Um, look, I have to I have to say, it's actually not bad to use. Like the the interface. Is 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 fine. This it could be. Okay. S- it could- all right, all right, all right, Captain Contrarian. No, no, no I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it. This could be the, the the actual system. I've used much, much worse things. The system is 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 fine. Of course, the bullying is not, but the system Dan, is fine. James, Dan, come on, go in with your interrupt. What? What is it? What is research fish? Yes, I, I answer the question. It's it's a system where you report your. Your outcomes from your 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 grant funded research. Okay, so you manually all the papers that you write mm-hmm. that are marked with this research was done according to the funding of whatever in the funding section. Yeah, you manually transcribe them. You add in your into. Go on. Yeah, so you can you can put in your ORCID ID. And then it'll find your papers, and then you basically tick: was this paper supported by this funder? And then you tick all the things, and then it's done. But you can also add in extra things. James, I included Hertz within the the, the research fish. Oh, great! You've made us a handmaiden to big fish. To big fish. And great I, job, I, thank you, Dan. <laughs> I so I so very wanted to participate. My my segments of this were not funded <laughs> by fucking anything. Any any activities, any any students you supervised? Look, 
anything related to the funding, you report, it makes it a bit easier because you can you can add in, you don't have to manually okay, put right, it. Yeah. Right, right. So all the information that's already public, it's already in those articles. It, it can suck it up, yes. Yeah, right. It So it finds all that mm-hmm. and it automatically knows what's been reported according to what no. funding because it can read the paper. Yeah, but you, you have to confirm it. It takes a guess, but you have to confirm and tick, yes, this was this was a paper that was that was done from from this thing. Why would they get you to do it when the paper's already marked? Why would you have to do your own? Because you need a human to confirm. I don't know. But what the fuck what the fuck kind of service is it when you're making people do the way it's written in the paper? Have you ever written a paper? What's one of your funding bodies? Uh Research Council of Norway. Okay, the Research Council of Norway. Have you ever written a paper where they had funding support and you didn't declare it? Always declare it. Okay, why do you always declare it? Because they funded my research. Okay, well, because it's the right thing to do. It's yeah. not really an answer, but the other thing is because- it's an obligation. When you write a re- when you, yes, because you're fucking well supposed to, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's also because when you write a report to justify the fact that they give you a bunch of money, special Dan, the clever fella, yeah, got all his money and he did lots of research outcomes with it because he's a special fella. Right, so if ever if anything, people over declare this sure. because when you when you write up your paper, um, it doesn't cost you anything to add this, and when you write up your eventual report on what happened to your grant, it's nice to be able to say it made this many material contributions. Yeah, so this information is already in the paper, and then it's already in the grant reports that you write and give to funders. So they built a system that allows you to manually check it yourself. This is the grant report for some for some funders. This is the grant report. Right, they're using this instead of another grant reporting yes. mechanism. But that's not always the case. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Look, I'm talking about with my, with. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, here's we 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 get into that point. I'm learning this for the first time, and I participated in this particular. Uh, online. I mean, I, I get bored of these things straight away. Um, I thought I thought it was very funny when there was about like thirty people who are angry, and when it was two thousand, I'm much less inclined to participate. You know, I don't like that kind of thing very much. That's um less less interesting if people are going to be, you know, untoward about it. I like a good yell, but you know, for for it's not not as a, a participant to a, a movement of yell. <laughs> I, you know, I would pref- I would prefer to be the unreasonable voice in the darkness. You know, you know, you know what I mean, mm. right? So here's the thing. I looked at their Twitter account. I looked at all this fuss, not well, but enough, right? And I couldn't tell what the fuck they did. Like whoever's doing their, however this is branded, however this is organized, whatever it's supposed to mean. It didn't make it didn't make a lick of sense mm. to me, looking at it. So, if you go on to the twattles, it says, "Researchfish is the world leader in tracking research and evidencing impact by using intelligent technology and expert analysis." Now, as a sentence, one hundred percent blibble, and everything that you just said, which is. It is a uh, semi-automated grant attribution mechanism mm-hmm. that is bought by funding bodies to ascertain how they have spent their money. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Which has zero to do with how they've actually described themselves. So, I'm starting to think between all these things that uh, their, <laughs> their communication strategy might something, not something's, be something's a bit off. <laughs> something's a little bit off. You know what I saw, though? They've been beginning. <laughs> if you can't even explain what you do properly, then... If people if people are annoyed that they have to participate in your sustainability, part of that might be because they don't know what the fuck it is. Um, it was it was it was it was really very it was very funny, um, and I didn't I didn't yell at them. Uh, I, I recommend they uh, consulted uh, someone who's like working in like brand identity. Because there's also no connection, I should add at this point, between research fish and either the blibbly description or your much better cogent human functional description. So, all, all, everyone at some level, everyone wants to be a tech company. And if you meet them, it's the, the, the shine really wears off, I, I promise you. Um, the 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 little pithy cogent thing that has to be said about you know this is a, you, you, have, you have everything everything has to have an adorable name <laughs> and when when you when you do that to some degree you you have built something you have built something that is opaque to people so this opacity uh, goes through how they make the money uh, who they uh, who they who they do business with. Um, what their business model actually is, um, whether or not they're taking advantage of people's time or not, whether they're a for-profit or a, uh, maybe a public benefit company or a non-profit, all of that is totally opaque. And the thing that they got angry about was was someone saying, uh, I, I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, we, we, we thought it was fake. And the university had to write to us and say it wasn't fake. So- as as someone who has to swim in this rather fetid pool now, what I see is basically a, a company identity that's managed badly. What are they doing for anyone? What services do they sell? That opacity is the center of this fuss and them getting angry about it. Well, we don't need you to be rude. It was all so sensitive as well. You know, you, 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 have, a, you have a corporate identity. People will talk shit about you. Yeah, it's gonna happen. They will. It, it, it's what hundreds, especially. I mean, academics can be a very catty bunch, especially when it comes to you wasting their time. An editorial manager, and they will perceive their time manager. as being wasted if they don't know what the fuck it is you do. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the 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 levels of total unnecessity from the whole thing. Were, was 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 amazing, and they immediately followed that up with a marvelous non-apology. And we should do a whole episode of non-apologies at some point in time. I've particularly been interested in them for years, um, and just just made it worse. And then the, the whole thing went sort of metastatic, and everyone got very very angry. And it, was, it all got a bit weird there for a bit. Um, it's it's hard. It's, it's hard to run a, uh, any company, any corporate, any profit-making organization in and around academic anything. And 
anyone who can manage, there's generally, generally there's two ways. So like people who come up with a really good idea when they actually manage to find a source of revenue, which is very, very difficult, right? And then sort of underhanded bullshit that people would prefer that you, you didn't dig into very much or something that's reasonably obscure, usually something very back-endy, you know, something that gathers something. Um, so what a mess. Mm. And but you say, look, this is, well, let's return to what you said. You said the interface, the things you actually have to use, isn't that annoying. It's it's fine. It's it's better than okay. yeah. No, I, I I believe you. Right, I have no reason not to believe you. Um, and I do I do wonder about the the, the overall necessity though. Of what? I mean, how well? How much of this? How much of this can conceivably be wrong? I mean, it sounds to me a little bit like a tax return, where in in the United States, where the government already knows how much money you owe them, but then makes you guess. <laughs> um, look, I think when it comes to papers, it's very it's relatively easy to track papers a certain author has has published, and to go through and pick out the acknowledgements where where they are mentioned. But what is a bit more difficult is other sorts of inputs. I've I do reports for other for other agencies, and it's just a text box. What did you do? And it actually is a lot more work because you have to go through and manually find your papers or link your papers, and manually put in the other the, the, the other stuff. So some stuff can be manualized, but other stuff can't be. So look, the, the surface the surface is fine, and I don't know, but but mm. yeah. I'm, 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 well, I'm comparing it to other, to other, other services where it's just well, the, pretty- here's, here's something that's interesting. Okay. The, the account, to me, uh, was was uh, started in uh, October of 2011. So it's been it's been around for ages and ages and ages. Yeah. Um, they they must have a, a fairly broad remit and do other stuff because what we're describing here is not, you know. Doth doth not a large commercial organization make? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it, it's it's not enough. So presumably, there's um there's 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 other things involved. Um, but I mean, they could they could obviously use a little bit of work when it comes to maintaining their digital presence. Um, <laughs> it's just I can only I can only imagine. I really, I really can only imagine like what would happen if you were in a consumer-facing company in the U.S. and you did this. Um, like what would happen to whoever was doing uh, social media management uh, or uh, branding, marketing, whatever, whatever portfolio it was that you wouldn't be. <laughs> You wouldn't be fired as much as fired into the sun. Far out. It's, it's all. It's all such an astonishing own goal. I I wonder, like, because look, academics were looking for the genuine apology, and if there was a genuine apology, we stuffed up. We acknowledge that these tweets were bullying. We're really sorry. We're going to do better in the future. People would have gone. Okay, they stuffed up and they admitted it, and that's fine and moved on. This happens again and again within academia and outside academia, outside of academia. If there was gen- genuine apology, people would take it. But then why don't these happen? What is the benefit of, of doing these half apologies, which would solve the problem? 
they're trying to save face. I, I, I really don't know. Oh well, there's there's a there's a reasonably easy uh, sort of corporate flavored answer to that. Okay. Uh, one, they think they're right, and two, they get scared. Scared of what? Admitting uh, they're wrong. Of of what? But they 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 start second guessing what think what they think might happen when they speak. Okay. Yep. Um, well, at the, the same time, people people when people when people are demanding that you speak, and at the same time you feel like there's absolutely nothing you can do to make them happy, but at the same time you maintain the position that you are the aggrieved party, mm. um, that you've we've done <laughs> we've 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 done the right thing the entire time. That's that's where, um, that's what you, it's 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 very interesting. Um, Thoroughly unsatisfying, emotionally ridiculous non-apologies often look like they have a great deal of thought put into them. Now that's a very that's a very interesting. I told you we wouldn't do the non-apology episode now, but we will. We will <laughs> let's get do to it. it. Let's do it. Yeah. No, we should maybe 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 we can find maybe we can find someone uh, within the the white pantheon of social scientists that we know to talk about non-apologies. Okay. Right. Because I'm sure that there is is uh, psychological it's theory be. involved. It's got to be. Um, but. When, when when this happens in larger companies, especially if the the fuck up is tremendous, they often consult uh, individuals as consultants or firms. There there are crisis firms who who, liter- who literally do crisis management yeah. for how this is uh, how this is supposed to look. Um, and you sometimes, if you look carefully, um, because this has happened in some academic fraud cases. Um, I've Interesting. Done, yeah, from the academic or from the institution. Um, from the institution, I believe. I think it would be reasonably uncommon even for a very fancy dean, head of department, et cetera, character, even for someone who's you know has a public profile, is well-paid, et cetera. It would be very uncommon for them to think to do this. This is a sort of a corporate world thing that doesn't cross over. But universities are corporations, so they that is how they think. Um, but- the problem I think we deal with there, the reason it doesn't happen that often, is that there is so much outrage dilution now when it comes to scandalous things happening in higher education. What do you mean by that? I mean, well, this because everyone is sensitized to it and because everyone is looking for it and because it often happens, we, we, we also have the, the perception, of course, that as we go around grading things uh, in terms of each other and allegedly objectively assessing the products of uh, universities and research institutions at all levels uh, and, and putting students into a box where they observe integrity things and we, we mark them on accuracy things and they have there's this grades of knowledge that are on display. We have this persistent delusion that the companies who run these processes who are responsible for them at an organizational level are also fair. Now, it, that doesn't mean that universities don't do dodgy, stupid shit all the time because they do. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying that the outrage is heightened a lot of the time because we have a different headspace when we talk about usually a institution of higher learning. Mm. We forget we the corporations. A, well, yes, we it's a, we have an expectation of fairness. You know. Like there's, there's, there's supposed to be rules. There's supposed to be rules about knowledge generation. There's supposed to be rules about education, um, you know, and it's supposed to be a meritocracy, which is a gigantic five-dicked lie. <laughs> um, yeah, right. That's a 
best example of how how little people pay attention to counterfactuals ever, the fucking meritocracy. Um, as a meritocracy, I'd be dead by now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing? What are you, I can't even see you. <laughs> yeah, sure, 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 sure. It's just, it's just me moving the camera. Don't get weird. So, look when you when when you when you when you shake it all when you shake it all together, I think there's a, a certain amount of naivete that's that comes up through these things and. Um, People, people who have never experienced it are unused to the strong asymmetric nature of attention. You knock around, you knock around, you knock around, you knock around since October 2011, then all of a sudden it feels like the entire internet is lining up to hit you with a fucking tire iron. Yeah? And this is for a lot of people, I mean, not so much for us, Always, you know, we, I have a plenty of time causing trouble on the internet and doing stuff. Um, usually me for bad reasons, usually you for nice reasons. Um, it's less of a surprise to us. Mm. But if you shit about forever in a day uh, and then all of a sudden the entire world shows up to pay attention, it is, even if like you go outside, you know, eat an apple, walk down to the shops, absolutely nothing happens. Like it's, it's, you're, you're not in, in any way. Your, your external life is very, very rarely changed, even if a psychotic and appalling shit is happening to you. Um, you know, uh, it's very threatening. It's very surprising. Um, people don't like, pe- people have very, very strong innate reactions to being judged. Sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Publicly. And when, and when they're not expecting it, and especially when they're not used to digital conventions and how people speak on the internet and just how unnecessary people can be on Twitter or, or wherever else, to be quite honest, except it's really the only place where there is a broader academic community in digital life. I mean, there's Facebook groups and shit, but they're largely, you know, science diagrams that look like shitpost memes. Um, <laughs> that that, that sounds great. That, <laughs> oh, it is it, the most, I mean, the most it's, reluctant it's, person runs it. Who's it's just perfect? Of- it's perfect. It's very wonderful, and you should definitely link it if people don't know it. Yeah, um, that's it's very it's good. All, it's absolutely worth people's time. So, I mean, this is I, I I try and maintain in all of these things. I mean, sometimes it's faux empathy, but I try and maintain a sense of of empathy, and I imagine that the we're just one day purely out of nowhere. You know, we're just merrily threatening people on the internet. Suddenly the entire internet showed up to yell at you. So it's not an excuse. I'm telling you the headspace from whence it came mm. in my experience, right? That's a, a lot of the time where the, 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 the freak outs and the odd behavior and the, the, the general silliness come from. And people, people, take, people take digital life very, very seriously. Sometimes um, we would both probably argue more seriously than they should, but that in no way would change the way that they feel. Mm. It's how you can cyber bully someone to suicide because it matters Think, to yeah. people because because the the words the words themselves have weight because they are internalized. You know, you don't not you don't have to hit anyone with a chair. You could literally just hector them to death. Now some. 
low-calorie version of that exact headspace happens to a lot of people who just find themselves on the wrong side of circumstance, Mm. you know? I think of it sometimes as the Four Seasons total landscaping effect. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, the uh, the Rudy Giuliani press conference in front of the uh, Four Seasons. Yeah. 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 And this is, I mean, obviously, I have I have very little time for anyone who's that sort of irritating and mendacious. Like, if you're going to be mendacious, you might as well be charming and smart and funny. <laughs> um, but if you're none of if you're none of those things and you're fundamentally dishonest, obviously, it's just you're just deeply annoying. Um, but the one thing that I will eternally give the silly bastard credit for is he actually went to the landscaping thing, set up the goddamn podium, and went for it. Just went for it. Went with it. Just went for it. Oh, we always respect, met. man. And four, and four Seasons Total Landscaping immediately came out with a, a merch shirt. And goddamn, I hope, I hope they sold they out. Rode that because, wave. You know, good for them. When 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 life gives you Giuliani, make fucking lemonade. <laughs> make t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> when life gives you Giuliani, make t-shirts. Oh fuck. Let's 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 take a let's take a break. I gotta have a sensible thought. Okay. How do you know when you should just give up on a paper? You've submitted a paper. It's been desk rejected seven times. What do you do? Do you keep going? Or at what point do you just go, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to preprint this thing and just, just move on. Well, there's, there's uh, a few reasons why that might happen. Uh, one, one is that you need it to demonstrate the output of something, which is the very sort of boring, process-driven, toxic, irritating reason that people are nonetheless subjected to. Uh, sometimes it's because it's personal to you, and sometimes because it's you're a, you're a sticky-fingered little ghoul who will get the entire world to reject your paper until someone eventually says yes to the <laughs> stupid thing. So let's make let's make the assumption that we're dealing with uh, <clears throat> either something that you have to publish. Um, because it represents the output of something and that's how it's being measured for success or failure. Or let's say that it's something that's personal to you. Um, in the first instance, you probably can't. You just, uh, there are, there's, there's so many, there's so many individual outlets and individual ways to do this. There's so many different ways to take a manuscript that's partially published and stick it together with something else, you know? Well, this is here's here's an idea. I mean, if it matters so much that the thing exists and you've been just rejected seven times, take all seven of those criticisms that you get, or ask if people can expand it, and then fucking add another piece to the paper. Maybe cut the first thing down, put all the criticisms in as the discussion of the second study into a second study. But that's not always possible, James. What if you run out of time or money? <laughs> well, if it's impractical, then don't fucking do it because it's impractical. But if it's something that you, if you're afraid to kill your darlings, and this is the kind of paper equivalent of not being able to edit your own work because you can't bear redacting huge sections of your own glowy, impertinent genius, then you need to get over yourself, turn it into a preprint and move on with your fucking life. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's the quick fire. That's about as quick as I could get it. And we're not dealing. We're not dealing with the sort of Brian Wansink characters who publish a scroll written on the packet of a packet, packet. <laughs> you know, a fucking Doritos packet with "Omg, you ate me" written on it, and they try and publish that in the the lesser legit, journal of spotted bullshit. Legit stuff. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky question. Um, I've had the same. Oh, thing. 
Yeah, I've had the same sort of thing. Paper just keeps getting just rejected. But I didn't get any feedback. It was more like, oh, this this um this 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 journal is very competitive and doesn't much doesn't have much space. Um we don't think your paper will be <sighs> yeah. Like Right, so then you don't have any feedback. Well if that's the if that's the case, you're gonna have to get some and you're gonna have to shop it to people who will give you yeah. honest feedback. Um people who are your friends who um I heard this on I, I listen I listen to a lot I have listened to a lot of business stuff for years. I'm gonna start talking about it here because yeah, I good. mentioned I mentioned it last week yeah. and I heard uh it was something from uh, uh, the the guy who's the the managing partner at XN Ventures, um, which is like a VC a, firm. Uh, it's it's similar. It's a it's a a, a family office that does uh, investment. You know, it, sim, similar investment idea. Firm. Okay. Yeah, similar idea, different style. Right, an investment firm. And he had something that I thought was a very is very very congruent with what I think, which is that. Honesty is the best kindness when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. Mm. And it's, it's equally, it's equally as applicable in academic something. Because if someone comes to you and they go, I've got an absolutely fantastic idea for starting a company. Well, what is it? And we're going to make Uber for cat shit. You know, <laughs> uh, the, the, the kindest thing you can do is say, well, that's not a good idea, in my opinion, for the following reasons. And here's all the things that I would expect you would have to get over to be able to do that. And I'm not quite sure why you'd want to. I mean, I have no control over your life, but honestly, I don't think it would work. And I think your talents, which are considerable, are better spent elsewhere, which is the nice version of saying, that's a fucking stupid idea, clown. <laughs> um, but they essentially amount to the same thing, right? But if you're being kind to someone, are you really being kind if you go, that's a great idea. I hope you get little sparkly outfits for the cat shits as they're being ferried around for no reason. That's not kind. That is you, you're basically declining to be emotionally involved in something where you have a, a strong opinion. So, I mean, it's not, it's not showing a lot of respect for the person that you're talking to. And papers are papers are exactly the same. I've always been on that side. This is why I always said that I could peer review your work honestly. That's why I send you some of my shit, and it's good. Yeah. And do I write back and go, Dan, this is so good. You're such an impressive <laughs> academic. You're my special best friend. This is marvelous. I'm going to mail you a sweetie. Uh, what a marvelous this paper. This paragraph is, is completely incoherent. Any, <laughs> any fucking use to you whatsoever? No, it doesn't help me in any, any, any way. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, and how many times have we mentioned the, the dumb positive review is exactly the same thing? Yeah. This paper's really good. It's very slightly too long. I like all the colours in the grass. Useless. Disrespectful. Disrespectful. Right? Perhaps not as disrespectful as this is shit and I decline to explain why. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's the classic. But it's, um, still, it's still disrespectful. So what you need- and this, is, this is something that's actually really hard to do and I think it's intimately involved in- Knowing people who know what they're about and having proper friends and being able to actually network stuff, not in the shaking hands, exchanging business cards, irritating sense of, of network. If someone genuinely find it interesting, even just a paragraph, why do you think it's interesting? Yeah. Why do you think it isn't interesting? Why do you think it's been death rejected seven times? There's something like that. This is like, like allies are much better than friends sometimes. Sometimes allies are much better friends than friends. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking cut, cut that one up any way you like. You got another one? 
No, I, I do want to say I got a fantastic peer review um, this, this week and they they told us where we were wrong and it was great. And they, instead of saying, they, 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 they did the, the really good thing where they gave us two different options. You can do this or you can do this and I'm okay with that. And I, I quite like that. They gave, they gave us two options for how to approach our, our issue. I think that was really good. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. Let me, let me, let me tell you how to make me happy is, yeah. It's great. Yeah, like people, no, no, no. people, people, people appreciate that in professional circumstances. This is, you, you know, there's, there's nothing worse. There's nothing worse than any sort of chain of authority when someone passes something up and the response is like, they're not happy. Go back and do it again. How? Tell me how. Tell me how. Under, under, under what parameters? What would you like? Make yourself explicit. Engage with this because it's, it's a classic bad boss trope. It sucks and I don't like it. Can you be more specific? No, I'm content for you to guess. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly that's, exa- that's exactly how the amount of stress that some reviewers have caused from being very vague with what they want. Just tell me the reference you're thinking. Tell me the tool that you're thinking. Don't make me guess. It's terrible. Mm, yeah, but if I don't make you guess, how else will you? How else will you go out and get fucking educated and shit? Horrible. But I, I do think one of the reasons why this review was probably better quality. Uh, firstly, this is a journal which publishes their peer review reports. Uh, and secondly, uh, this was also signed, so I know exactly who, who, who it is. And I have I'm already knew of this person's work and um, thought, yeah, they, they do some good stuff. I have even more respect for them because they put the time in to do a fantastic review. So, and I think- Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I think for this, I think it's one of those journals where they attach a DOI to the-, to the yeah, nice. Review report. So, like, it's a the, thing. The whole, the, it's good. the fear, the fear of open review is only, it's, it's somewhere between largely and entirely a hedge against the unrestrained ego of other people. The problem is not, so, it, Fancy Malone writes a paper. I review it. I say that it's dog shit. <laughs> I say that it's fractal dog shit with tiny little sub-turds disappearing forever into the ether, right? What am I afraid of? Well, I'm afraid of them taking it personally. I'm afraid of comebacks. I'm afraid of literally all the things that that same person is currently in a lecture saying don't matter in the frank and fearless exchange of opinions that is modern science. I'm worried about someone else's ego being bruised by the opinion that I write. I'm not worried about being wrong, or I wouldn't fucking write it down, or if I did, I'd I'd hedge it a lot and invite them to comment on how this may or may not be true in context, and then we'd be talking about it. But the reason that people want to stay out of that firing line is because the business that I was in and you are in has a lot of vindictive assholes who got to where they are by being vindictive assholes and they have long memories. Some of them probably have Excel spreadsheets or a fucking file of facts if they're old enough with all the people that they don't like. <laughs> right? Oh, it's, it's in your head. People remember. Yeah. So, I, I have a very short list of people who- were involved in, and it's never, it's, it's, I should, I should preface this by saying this isn't people who I worked, where, where I worked on their papers in a meta scientific context. This is people in and around that who, whose circumstances did not see fit to address 
fuckers who I couldn't catch being fuckers. But you knew, but you and, couldn't prove it. But uh, it, yeah, or yeah, that's that's more or less it entirely. Okay. Yes, you had a hunch, but you couldn't put the numbers. No, not 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 a hunch. A very high a very high probability without the ability to demonstrate empirically that something was the problem. Okay. You know, this, yeah, look, the whole, the whole mentality past a certain point can be very political. And when that happens, there's, it, it can squeeze out the ability for things to be honest, right? There's some fields where I feel like the, the, the writing and publication of a paper is more, it's not an act of science, it's an act of strategy. It's an act of kind of collective positioning. It's an act of affiliative ownership. Okay. Um, Wow, that's I'd sound like a real wanker. Now. <laughs> um, but hopefully, 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 you take the point. The way that these things, the way that these things assert, there's something I became aware of, and I'm not. I'm this is I get myself into a lot of trouble by talking about this further. But it's a, a a paper where every single one of the people involved was someone who should not have a job. <laughs> and and things that happened and 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 publicly or from shenanigans that you've sort of heard about or Shen- shenanigans okay and and when you see them when you see them published together you think of course they know each other okay okay of okay. course of course they know each other it's not a hole deep enough for the ball to hold hands and jump into it. Okay. Maybe maybe if that geothermal drilling works out, we'll have somewhere <laughs> to put these people. <laughs> I always like the approach. This is I I I I just I despair sometimes about this because this is honestly look. I mean, every experience you've ever had with me, right? Yeah. I, I have to 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 look sometimes at what I'm like, and reflect that. Pretty much everyone else has it harder than me when it comes to not the, like the circumstantial stuff. Obviously, Australia's an amazing place to start a career like this because it's free. Um, you know, you there's very few. Yeah, that's good. The, yeah, well, to actually get started in academic life, Getting it's a great place started. to get started. Yes, yes, but I mean, it is also like I, I, I grew up in an environment where all we could ever think about was like when we, when we were going to leave because there was a whole world full of exciting shit where you didn't get sunburned. Um, <laughs> you know, wanted to go and do that. Always wanted to go and do that at some point. Finally, did it. I met a dermatologist um, and whose eyes got so wide when I said I was from Australia. Oh, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, they're already burning things off yes. you in their mind. But so the, the thing, what I'm talking about, Dan, is my. There are a lot of slings and arrows in this process, and some people are well equipped to deal with slings and arrows, and some people are not. Some people are congenitally just inclined to take things seriously, inclined to take things personally, uh, likely to have their feelings hurt, grew up in circumstances that that made that more likely to happen. Um, 
<clears throat> and then we then then we 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 toss these people into into this particular environment, and you know, no one's threatening you with a spade. No one's threatening to wood chip your face. No one's threatening to make you go live in your car. But it has its own particular psychic unpleasantnesses that are, you know, having some broader experience now, well in excess of, of a lot of other places, um, which is partly a combination of the lack of opportunity um, and the lack of avenues to change circumstances. I guess what I'm trying to say is that we, we, we get clever, sensitive, sometimes introverted people into a lifestyle and then we let the lifestyle fuck them. Um, and obviously it's, I mean, I don't think we'd still be doing this if that didn't sit very badly with me. Yeah. And there are plenty of people who've managed to thrive in this environment who feel exactly the same way. And I, I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who like agree with all the horrible shit I've said about the job <laughs> they do. <laughs> and they still and they still manage to do it and smile and go, you know what, this is a pretty sweet deal. And I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything else. I'm like, wow, I I respect your resilience, you know? Especially if you don't look and act like me. Things are looking yeah, I mean, things are looking pretty dire in Australia. Um, there was, we spoke about it oh, a while ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we should probably talk about that so people who aren't in Australia know just how the the fuckery is deep now. Please continue. We, we spoke about it uh, maybe 10 episodes ago of mm. there was a decision. The main grant funding agency, the Australian Research Council, had um, a number of um, successful, what was deemed to be successful and recommended grant applications which were rejected by the minister because they weren't in the public interest or whatever. Um, and there was um, a whole bunch of outrage which was justified and there was like an inquiry and essentially what had happened was is the minister said, okay, we're not going to change a thing. We're still going to reserve the right to, um, to reject applications that we don't like. And I saw that um, Dorothy Bishop made a really good point going, I'm no longer Bad. going to review for the Australian Research Council if I know that my recommendations can sim simply be rejected. It's just, it's, 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 it's wild that you're at the point um, where you can go through, you can run the gauntlet of peer review for, 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 for grant applications and then the minister or the minister's people can say, no, nah, this, is, this, this is not going to get funded. And that's the state. Of, and that's the state. Of state. And not, 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 not to mention the the delays in how long these things um, uh, 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 are getting assessed. And yeah, it's 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 absolutely crazy. And I look back and I'm like, gee, I'm so grateful that I'm not there anymore. And I hate saying yeah. that. I absolutely hate saying that. It is a great place to start as a PhD. It's you you do a PhD for free and you get a okay stipend. To, to to live while you're doing a piece. Well, you, 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 you get an okay stipend on which you do not pay tax. And so then and you're doing there it, is, yeah. And then there is no there is no immediate problem with uh, the ability to pick up other work. It's it's quite hard to get in trouble for having uh, other work that you do yeah. during. Yeah. Um, there, there are rules, but they're, they're more sort of guidelines sure. than rules. Everyone had and side stuff and, and everyone was cool with it. Of course. Yeah. And sometimes it was RA stuff. Sometimes it was uh, teaching stuff. 
exam proctorings and a whole pantheon of other jobs, you know? Yeah. Um, so that was, and it was, it was, it was, it was never a problem. Um, not so everywhere else. Not yeah. so. Yeah. This, the, the whole, the whole idea that there is a, there, there is a person in a room. More though, there's a person who's like every science minister we've had after Kim Carr has essentially been. I don't even know how to describe them. <laughs> it's it's like it's like someone who you know, you want them to lay the tarmac on a highway, <laughs> and their previ- and their previous experience is owning a Lego farmyard set into which you can put the tiles down. To make a, a a a funny jolly rural path, and you're like, well, that that's a very obscure and several degrees removed from the actual thing, James. Yeah, you're fucking right, it is. Um, the idea that there's someone in a room who will just misunderstand what you do and essentially has veto power on whether or not a grant that makes it through this very very thin line, which what's nine percent or some shit like that in the ARC for that the funding line's like nine yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah fucked um and something like that always becomes it always becomes self-generative the more the, because the, the the more the more bad they are the more you have to write which means uh event eventually eventually everything gets worse everything gets stacked up one thing up to the other up to the other but you so you, you put you put two into that system instead of one which means that you now start applying for something else depends and eventually like there's a point where it is unsustainable because it's impossible to assess everything fairly and i think you're you're well past the like i mean things are reasonably tenuous at sort of 12 to 15 percent but the anything below 10 percent these are big there's a big big difference between nine percent and 15 percent if you think about the normative amount that you have to write which is one divided by nine percent or one divided by 15 percent is what dan yes i'm doing it again no don't do this it's late. What's? Oh, hang on. It's the middle of the night. I'll put you out of your misery. It's six and two thirds, right? So that's let's, let's say seven, and one divided by nine percent is eleven. Give or take. The difference between seven and eleven applications. Seven's hard, but it's doable. Yeah. If you had another four, that's a fifty-ish percent increase. And you think, oh, those two, those two little percentages are close to each other, but the inverse is the amount that you would expect to have to write in order to get one to hit. Or you can like, calculate the fucking binomial probability of it or like think about how the quality would suffer if you had to write a million billion of them and like shake it all shake it all together. It's still it's still closer. Uh the difference between nine and fifteen percent is is gigantic. Yeah. And the difference between twenty four and thirty percent is not. Yeah. Even though it's the same number of percentages as, 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 so, but I mean they had all sorts of trouble there. They had uh, they they had all this ridiculous fuss about uh, Decker's not being able to cite preprints, yeah, yeah. which obviously the physics and maths people were just utterly blindsided by, um, which they obviously they had to go back on, and they just managed to basically kill a year's worth of scholarship because they forgot to update the fucking form. Well done, people. <laughs> um, 
and there has been there has been a progressive um, decrease in the in the funding lines and in the, the the structural funding as well have done very bad under the, the Morrison government because Scott Morrison is it basically imagine if Dr Frankenstein made a ham <laughs> and he thought we'll get a ham and we'll animate this and we'll put it in a Hawaiian shirt and teach it to speak in corporate homilies um, utterly utterly useless. Um, for the high tech sector, um, for fuck, everything, everything I've ever done, and then and then you move overseas, and your parents ask you, "When are you coming home?" Yeah, I'm like, yeah, like you- when you fix your fucking economy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we hit when we hit fifteen percent success rates for the ARC, maybe I'll consider. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, think about think about how hard it is, and how how hard it is to get something like a future fellowship, and how few of them there are. Right. Yeah. Future fellowships so you, like for, you, for your for your postdoc ish above. No, 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 no. The whole idea of future fellowships is very, very straightforward. So people do what we did. They do a PhD in Australia and they leave. Ah, uh, yeah. And they do I'm alone, and then they come back. Right. And do you know how many? Uh, do you know how many future fellowships they give out a year? Very small. How many? Up to a hundred nationally for the country. For the country, okay. Yep. Right. So, and that's like it's it's a it's a frontline mid career come back home kind of thing. Um, you only have I think you're only allowed to apply a couple of times. Okay. Um, and I think the success rate of that, and this is like when you're mid career and it's a four year program with a fairly sort of, it's like grimly adequate amount of money or, or, or something similar. Um, it is, I mean, in a sane world, it there, there would be, there would be 10 times that. Because I mean, this is the, it's exactly if you want to build scientific infrastructure, I mean, it's a great idea because they know what's happening. Mm-hmm. They know people who are from there are getting educated and then going overseas and then you know going to great labs in the Seoul and Singapore and London and fucking all over the U.S. and the, the entirety of Western Europe and many other great places besides. And then they work there for a while and then they've got the fucking skills, they've got their shit together. Yeah, and at that point in time, frankly, your parents get really old. And at the point where you say, I'd like to go home now, please, making that possible and available to be able to get something set up in the meantime, you could get so many really, really good scientists yeah, for sure. back with that. Yeah? And it's not a lot of money. It's not, it's not expensive as a program. It's just that it's not part of the national conversation because as much as we might love the place, there is a very strong element within the Australian psyche where people are thick-necked, swivel-eyed, backwater, pig-ignorant fucks. And it shows in the values that they promulgate through their political system. Oh, look at you not disagreeing. No, that. no. That's what you get for growing up in the Hills District. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do, I do grow up in the Hills District. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. S- six six people get that reference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, look, given the state of things are, I'm like, I've, I've got no desire to move back. Mm. It's just well, what would you what it, what what would you do in what context? Um, <clears throat> look, you've probably experienced like people asking you about. Uh, do you want to do this external research project? You want to come in on this? Sure. You want to be able to do whatever? Um, and you would probably be delighted if someone from Australia wrote to you to say, do you want to be involved in this thing? I was. Yeah. People in Australia wrote to me. Yeah. Um, you would probably be really happy. Um, you'd probably find a lot, a lot of aspects about it a lot easier. You'd find re- reasonably easy to to manage and understand. Yeah, you understand have this the great like twelve hours on, twelve hours off thing. It's actually surprisingly effective working with people of dead opposite time zone from you. I suggest everyone try it if you get the opportunity, because it's yeah, it's basically it's like a relay race. Yeah, it's great. Um, I love collaborating. Re- a relay a, with, with a West relay Coast. race. A relay race is much much faster than the same person running at four times. Okay. Yeah. Way faster. And this turns it into a fucking relay race. But, I mean, I know Australian people who are overseas, and it just like the opportunities just do not present themselves. Mm. It's not because they aren't great. It's just because it's just not that kind of system. Yeah. You know, people write to me from all over the fucking US. I mean, it's just they did when I was in Australia sometimes. I mean, people write. Go, Hello, I'm McFuck at Michigan, whatever. Oh, well, this like is expansive. There's resources in this. This is going to allow me to do my job. It's stuff that I'm interested in, things that I think potentially are helpful. Um, you know, and everyone pisses and moans about funding everywhere, except maybe Norway. I wonder, do Norwegian academics sit around over a hot, hot cup of herring juice going, <laughs> well, there isn't enough money? <laughs> yeah, everyone will find reason to complain. But the reality is, compared to Australia, the funding situation is much, much better. There's, there's, more, there's more mechanisms to apply yeah. to. Yeah. It's better than a lot of places. Well, it's more. It's more. More than that. There's also like I think the 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 variety of different things and the sort of the, the sense it's given to equitable distribution comes through a lot stronger. So if you want to do the thing, I mean, maybe it's not going to be glittering and spectacular and uh, frontline research that impresses the world, but they will let you fucking do it. It, you like there's uh, parameters within which you can work. That's my impression of it, while not knowing it as much about it as you do. Yeah, look, the success, the success rates are a little bit higher, and there are just there are more agencies that you can you can apply to, both both public and private. I don't even remember in Australia there being a lot of like I don't remember any private um, research funders that would give people a lot of money. But within Scandinavia and within within Norway. There's a bunch of foundations, mostly people who have made a lot of money from oil or fishing or shipping, who have said, I've got a lot of money. I'm- or shipping fish oil. Yeah. The, 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 that's, the, that, that's the golden combo. And that's the dream. That, 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 that is the dream. <laughs> These people have set up research funds and they can fund some, some good projects. Those sort of things don't exist um, in, in, in Australia. Maybe they do. I just didn't know of them. But yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's some. There's some philanthropy, but not not really not to the not same really sort of level. This, not in not in the same way. It's certainly not the same way as the the, the US. Yeah, oh yeah, that's, that's it's great. Thing. It's it's a it's a whole thing here. Um, but we won't get into that. I have some reasonably dim views of it. But fuck, at least the money's there. Yeah, you yeah. Know? If I'm on this, if I'm on the side of scientists being left alone to do a science, then um, I, I can't very well bite the hand that feeds them. <laughs> We should have fucking fed me a few more times, and we wouldn't be here. 
on that note, we're, we're going to wrap up. Thank you for listening to this episode of uh, Everything Hurts. We'll be back again with, um, with some, some more episodes. Thanks for tuning in.